cats and goats. Welcome back to the Nerd Persona podcast, where today we're going to be going over the history of milk. Just like I promised you guys in episode one, um, after I said it, I was like, man, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be really interested in talking about something like milk, but I will say that through my research, we've got a lot of interesting topics to talk about today. In the beginning, there was always milk. However, we could not even eat it. Uh, let's let's go back 150,000 years. We still, like I said before, we could not drink milk. Children could drink milk um, because they were able to create the chemical known as lactase, which is basically an enzyme that helps your body break down the sugar that is inside milk. Um, and that sugar itself is called lactose. So outside of being a small child who could drink from their mother's milk, uh, nobody else on the planet could even drink it at all. But 7,000 years ago, the human race basically discovered fermentation. And fermentation is the process of where bacteria eats the sugars out of a product in order to turn it into something else. It's basically a chemical reaction um, caused by bacteria. The most notable of foods that we consume on a daily basis that involves fermentation is mainly alcohol. So to kind of go back to the topic of milk, how did they use fermentation in order to consume it? Well, so there are many dairy products that actually use fermentation as well. Um, a couple of examples of this would be cheese and yogurt. And so what would happen is the these people would go out to whatever animal they owned. Um, I believe 10,000 years ago, they had sheep, goats, cattle, and pigs that were all domesticated. Now, obviously, we don't get milk from pigs that we consume, at least not that I know of. But sheep, goats, and cattle, we can get milk from and consume. Um, so what they would do is, like I said before, they would go out in the morning and they would milk whatever animal they had in their inventory. And they would basically let it sit outside and ferment until it turned into yogurt or cheese. It really depends on what kind of process they put it through. Cheese and yogurt are very similar in how they're produced, but there's a couple different steps. Um, now, obviously, I'm not a farmer, so I don't produce cheese or milk. I eat cheese and yogurt and milk because I like it. <laughs> that's a, that's about all I can say about that. But in terms of the the first animal that was ever to be milked uh, was milked around 9000 years ago. And that was a sheep, believe it or not. So after sheep, they started milking goats and cattle over the next thousand years. And believe it or not, they actually domesticated donkeys, water buffalo and horses so donkeys, <laughs> I, I kind of learned, they also provide milk. Um, and what's really interesting about donkey milk is that it is the closest animal milk that we have discovered that is the closest to a human mother's milk. For infants that were sick um, or orphaned, they would basically take donkey milk and use that to nurse these babies to health because their mother wasn't around. So they also domesticated a couple other animals such as camels, llamas, reindeer, and yaks were all domesticated and milked by early farmers. 
I think this is really fascinating. There, there's all kinds of animals on here that I honestly did not know were milked. So what you know, when we look at a carton of milk in North America, we don't typically think of it as yak milk or donkey milk because it, it really isn't. In the United States and Canada, we primarily consume milk from cows, but the rest of the world, it, it can be a little bit different. Um, they get their milk from different sources based on what is available to them. Um, so in India, for example, they typically get half of their milk from water buffalo. But let's go back to our little timeline of what we were talking about. We're going to go back 8,000 years. About 8,000 years ago, there were these, these forms of very large wild cattle that were known as Aurochs. That's spelled A-U-R-O-C-H-S. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. Um, so we began, you know, domesticating those around 8,000 years ago. So according to Dr. Ruth Belingino of the Johannes Gutenberg University, DNA suggests that all modern cattle originated from 80 wild female Aurochs in the Near East. When they're talking about uh, Near East, they're actually talking about um, the western parts of Asia. Um, and then they eventually moved with herding people into Europe, which replaced the wild populations of cows that were there. Which brings us to the first discovery of cheese. So most archaeologists believe that cheese was first discovered when milk was stored and carried in the stomach of an animal. So when the milk mixed with the, what they call rennet that was inside the stomach, the milk basically separated into curds and whey. And then from that, the first cheese was produced to be a soft, white, and pretty much tasteless cottage cheese. Um, so over time, people learned that they can actually age cheese to make the flavor kind of come out in it a little bit, and they helped give it even more flavor by salting it. On top of giving it flavor, the salt also allowed it to preserve. Salt was actually very common back in the day. Um, a really big innovation for humankind was the Egyptians. You know, they typically use salt um, to kind of store their pharaohs and, and kind of preserve their bodies um, over time. So since then, um, you know, cheese and cheese making has also been found in Egyptian tombs. But we're going to jump ahead a little bit to the 1800s just to go over the manufacturing. So in 1815 in Switzerland, we finally were able to produce the first cheese factory. The United States also took cheese manufacturing to the next level um, by a farmer named Jesse Williams, who lived in Rome, New York. Um, so he used an assembly line system kind of similar to the uh, the Ford factory. And he basically helped hundreds of farmers by buying their milk um, in wagon loads just to produce this cheese for his customers. So that, that was pretty cool. Um, so yogurt um, was also very likely to be the first dairy product that was ever eaten. So milk ferments very quickly, and the enzymes produced would have enabled a lactose-intolerant people to benefit from all the proteins. Um, so believe it or not, the word yogurt is actually Turkish, which is where dairying is now believed to have begun, which is in Turkey. So obviously, you know, the fermentation process has been really good for the human race, but how did we get to drinking milk? So believe it or not, the very first people to have drank milk actually did not 
do so hot. So obviously at the time, we didn't exactly pasteurize our milk. We, we kind of just took it from the teat, if you will, and just drank it straight, which did not have a very good effect on most people. Um, it typically gave the effects of lactose intolerance but even worse, they'd be really bloated. Some people would start vomiting and it just wasn't good at all. But people eventually uh, developed this mutated gene that would basically allow them to process raw milk, um, which is kind of what has evolved into today. So there's still some people who just can't drink milk, which is where lactose intolerance comes from. They may have... A, they may have some form of that mutated gene, but they may not have the best mutated gene um, that is out there. And raw milk is is typically not very safe to consume because it's got a lot of bacteria in it um, that can be very dangerous for humans, and that's why we pasteurize it in most of our factories, to, in most, if not all of our factories today. Um, so that obviously helps, but there is always a possibility that somebody cannot process milk. So remember, if you can't necessarily process milk, it's not necessarily your fault. Blame it on the fact that your ancestors could not develop the mutated gene that was necessary to be able to break down the effects of lactose into uh, normal sugar inside your body. So don't take it personally. But I think we're going to end the podcast here today I hope you guys have learned a little bit about the history of milk. I didn't want to go too in-depth with it. I didn't want to bore you. If you like this kind of content, though, please let me know, and I will be sure to do a follow-up on some kind of other type of history. But I think for the next episode, I really want to dive into something a little more nerdy, something that is kind of related to pop culture and not necessarily the history of something or the definition of something. I really want to just have fun with this next podcast. Um, so I guess I will see you guys next time on the Nerd Persona Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. Please be sure to like this video if you liked it, subscribe to the channel, and ring that notification bell to get notifications every single time I post a new video. So again, thank you so much for watching. I'll see you guys next time. Bye.